SquawkTraders.com podcast, a practical human approach to news, equities, commodities, forex, cryptos, AI, and interviews with awesome people. Now, I'm so, so happy that you're joining us in this podcast. But before we do that, we all must disclaim that we both know that I am not your financial advisor. I'm not your psychologist. I'm just your best friend at the other side of this podcast. These are only my own speculative harebrained opinions, crazy hypotheses, and delusional outlooks on the market, right? Great. Let's get ready for an awesome session. Right, so let's get started with the news. The news you choose or lose or choose to lose. Well, 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 here I sit with an ice cold beer looking at a spectacular sunset. So things could be worse. <laughs> Yes, the news today, Twitter, I mean, you've probably heard this, it's everywhere. Twitter got hacked with a Bitcoin scam that has yielded just over $100,000, which considering the scope of exposure and highly influential people affected whose Twitter accounts got hacked is not so high. I mean, we're talking about names such as Barack Obama, Elon Musk, um, Mr. Bloomberg, um, Soros, and, 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 and. And the scam basically went along the lines of, in case you don't know yet, um, now this is, you know, this would be seen as Elon Musk, for example, speaking. And it would go something along the lines of, um, I will be paying money into this account, uh, and it's a donation, and uh, I'll be paying it double for what anyone else puts in. So, he'll match it, sorry, he'll match it. My goodness, the details are fine and flimsy. The bottom line is some guys have got away with this and you can only imagine Twitter. I mean, their share price fell today. (laughs) Yeah, so that's interesting. That raises a whole lot of questions, right? 
So Trump's set to cool down with the Chinese sanctions. I wonder if he got his knuckles wrapped internally. But China still claims that uh, USA's uh, stance uh, towards them and their conduct so far as Hong Kong goes is against international law. Which I find so strange. Isn't it hypocritical for China to go, you cannot treat Hong Kong as China. You must treat Hong Kong as you have with autonomy to certain sanctions. But we want it back. <laughs> Am I the only one that sees how absolutely preposterous that is? I mean, how dumb would someone be to even gobble that gook up? Basically, China needs to be put in its place as far as I'm concerned. It's out of control. Um, out of control. In every, almost every way. Polluting, uh, running a tyranny, um, no democracy, the Wuhan virus. I mean, stealing intellectual property from businesses around the world. Um, I mean... The list is endless, right? I mean, no countries are angels, but China just can't seem to go about things in a straight line. I mean, I've got a Chinese generator, uh, so there you go. I saved some bucks. I'm guilty. You know, I could have bought a German generator for an extra zero. <laughs> so maybe I'm the hypocrite as well, right? So in the UK, one third of the businesses have said that they will have to cut jobs. We're talking about 20,000, uh, 25,000 people um, in some of the businesses. I mean, it's, it's incredible. China, their retail sales are not what they should be, but their manufacturing is starting to go up. So what that shows you is that the, the back end starting or the front end starting, you know, manufacturing products is, is part of creating supply. But what you've got to remember is if there's no demand, the supply just gets lodged and it becomes like uh, a block in the pipeline, so to speak. So it's going to be interesting if the retail sales can, you know, start recovering. Bottom line is that as long as you're told to lock down or you're afraid of going out, you're just not going to go consume and buy from the retail sector. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. That That's not just China, you know. So this will be interesting to see. New York has also suspended alcohol when not eating. I mean, here in South Africa, you're not allowed to have alcohol at even restaurants. Um, I was shocked at what New York came up with there. So, very interesting. South African news. Our president came out and said that cigarettes are not banned, they're just suspended. <laughs> what a knuckle. What is the difference between the two? I mean, for crying in a bucket, do you think I'm as fucking smart as a brick? Our government here in South Africa really has got the intelligence of 
a single cell being you know like as life started on this planet with like before brains were developed it's incredible and because of that they speak to the citizens as if we are as dumb as they are or children goodness anyway rant over with the news The bulls, the bears, the equities, the oil, the gold, the commodities, the forex, the safe havens, the flight to safety, the emerging markets and so much more. As we get into the equities, I just wanted to mention, it seems like Spotify has sorted the situation out with uh, the real like slowdown of this part where I sounded like a stone dude. Talking of which, let's just have a little drag here. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Mm. Beautiful sunset. Let's have a sip of my beer. Mm -hmm. Life is good. What I wanted to say is, I really uh, get sick and tired when I listen to podcasts when the speaker continually begs everyone to click here, subscribe there, like this channel, uh, join their VIP, pay them uh, $100 for platinum VIP and $150 for Double platinum star plus. I mean, it's ridiculous. But I must say that uh, if you do like this podcast and you do not click whatever little bell exists so that you're subscribed to the channel and so that you are aware when a new uh, podcast is put up, well, you just simply aren't going to be part of the community. You're going to be a visitor. So I would urge you to be part of the community. Click that little bell. And uh, yeah, let's become family. So moving into equities, the VIX 29.01, it's up 1.25%. So the fear index is up. Risk aversion across the markets. Path to recovery seems bumpy. Well, no fucking surprise. Um. There was a sell-off in China stocks, like a 5% drop, which, you know, it's been rallying for so long. But that's significant. I mean, they switch off the whole stock exchange in America if it starts hitting double that, triple that. So 5% is pretty, pretty significant. And um, the chip makers are really making money. Um, and it makes, makes sense. You know, tech, 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 tech. So, you know, at the end of the day, you also got to consider with what's happening uh, regarding Apple with a $13 billion uh, case that they won against the Irish tax finance minister um, with Twitter getting hacked and with America banning TikTok and, um, you know, cell phone manufacturers. 
uh, EU's just come out and said that they're not happy with the data sharing via the big tech companies such as Facebook and other social media platforms. They feel that their citizens are not safe due to America's federal ability to access data. So you've got a situation where tech stocks are doing really well and have done really well, but there definitely seems like there are some headwinds building. You know, tax implications, privacy policy implications, nationalism. Um, they're also now speaking in the EU about competition policies. They figure that these big tech companies are too big uh, to be competed with. I mean, I absolutely actually agree. I mean, how... How easy do you think it would be to compete with Facebook, with a startup? Honestly, I'm not so sure. And, you know, competing with WhatsApp? Mm, doubt it. Competing with YouTube? Mm, go ahead. Competing with Instagram? Uh, not so sure. My goodness, an eagle just landed on uh, a tree right next to my study yeah god it's a beautiful bird so yeah i see that i don't know if any of you have thought about that <coughs> excuse me i think that's uh something to to be careful of it shows a certain amount of fragility in the tech sector you know um the s p very close to the line in the sand three thousand two hundred u s june retail sales in america u s seventeen point five percent which is greater than expected you know so it, it looks like there is some sort of uh, small recovery but once again when you come in off a low base it's easy to yield a large percentage recovery continuing jobless claims came in at a hundred thousand less than what was expected um so people people getting back to work slowly possibly 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 we all need to get back to work commodities copper doing its uh continued retracement after such an incredible run and, uh, you know, nothing keeps going up in a straight line. And, and I think that people need to remember that with certain assets, you know, whether it's tech, whether look what happened with the dollar index, you know, but um, gold, look, OK, let's think about it. De-escalation of tensions in the world is good, not for gold, good for us, right? So normally that would have a negative effect on gold because Gold is there specifically appreciates when there's geopolitical tension. And um, the thing is this, I still think you've got to have gold in your portfolio to hedge for a black swan event. You know, what happens if uh, there is another virus that comes out? My goodness, there is, I read in an article the other day that there actually is another surge in Ebola cases. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> All you need is a black swan and gold goes up. So I think gold continues to be a commodity that you should have in your portfolio. The US dollar, the uptrend is breaking down. Um, as we said, it's, it's 
it's been depreciating for a bit and it's now getting to a point that it's starting to possibly be technically significant. Um, I think in the short term, uh, there might still be a little bit of an upside, but long term, I'm not so sure. Hey? With interest rates remaining low, the money that they've printed, I think that the longer term you should be more careful with the dollar. The US, the euro dollar, 1.14, don't forget it had a spike to 1.15. So will it want to get back to that gap? Very likely, you know. Uh, everyone is quite positive with the policy decisions. It's just up to getting the frugal four to agree with the, you know, the the funding for all European members. And obviously the southern European members are going to be needing more money than the northerns. And it's the northern frugal four that have a problem with this. But they all know <coughs> they have to do something, right? If members in, in, in Europe are not doing well, none of Europe will do well. So, which I think is actually something that applies here across the board. You know, if there are regions that are still suffering from this virus, it's going to affect the rest of the world's health. If there are countries which are significant in the global trade, whether they are providing raws, manufacturing, raws like Africa, manufacturing like China, or retail sales across the world, if there is any significant entity of sovereignty inside or on that uh, chain, um, you're going to have an issue which is going to affect everyone. So, yeah, we're in this together. Digital assets, Bitcoin, alts. Well, with this Bitcoin scam that just went down, um, Tom Keen on Bloomberg, who's much older. <laughs> I love that guy. Hey? It's priceless. I love it when he wears his glasses, his thick black old school rimmed glasses but he's clearly had some contacts put in and every now and then maybe his eyes get scratched but anyway he is old school and he there's a ship here at sea i wonder it's got its lights on maybe it's a naval vessel i'm just looking at it but yeah tom Keane was saying today why the hell are governments not coming down on this Bitcoin thing? <laughs> Bitcoin thing, he says. And um, the other uh, the other intervie interviewers on Bloomberg were very hesitant to actually pass any negative commentary on it and actually explicitly said that giggle, giggle, not going to comment. And that, I find that interesting. It's like a silent message, you know. I think institutionalized investors are looking at the cryptography market, whether they're looking at the future of sovereign cryptos, I don't know. But the regulation surrounding Bitcoin, I find, is, and I believe is going to get more and more tense and stringent. We've discussed that we don't know how the hell 
you can really manage and control a decentralized financial asset but you can you can regulate exchanges if they're found in your in your country or even operate in your country you can regulate on ramps and off ramps into fiat um, and the card companies can reg be regulated so you know they could make it very difficult could even make it illegal for corporations to use it as an adoption to take as a currency for for trade so i just feel like we should really not forget that as a fundamental headwind from a technical side um because i mean oh shit my fireplace has just dropped a log everywhere just stand by there i need to sort this out i should have been a fireman sorted <laughs> it was wild i don't know what to use um yeah so let's 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 just remember that the price action of any financial asset is um determined based on essentially three aspects Crypto, you got 3.5, but I mean, essentially, it's technicals, fundamentals, and sentiment, right? Um, now, we've just discussed the fundamental headwinds, regulatory headwinds, right? And, and scammers, I mean, it's rampant at the moment. Um, technically speaking, we've been continually talking about this uh, 10,400 on the top, this 8,800 at the bottom and the 9,200 between them. Well, Bitcoin dropped below the 9,200, as you know. And uh, let's just check what the little puppy is sitting at right now. Because it's looking heavy, you know. It's looking like gravity is its worst friend. Um, well, that's if you're going long, right? Because we all know you can short this market. Yeah, so it hit 9,030 um, today and uh, is struggling to even get above 9,150. It's sitting at 9,120. So it's below the 9,2 mark. So now we will watch it go from does it stay below 9.2 and now bounce below between 9.2 and 8.8 and eventually break down and then we're going to a bear market? Or do we go back above the 9.2 mark and start bouncing between the 9.2 and the 10,400 mark and then break through to the upside, which means the market has gone long? Well... Who the hell knows? Because this thing's been going sideways like this for too long. It's worked its way into a, a symmetrical pendant's apex point. It's wound up like a spring, just waiting to explode one way or another. Now, I'm going to remind you, I've got two accounts. One is short, one is long. I've got trades in both of them. I'm managing my money, managing my risk managing my liquidation price and I will make money no matter which way it decides to go and that's how I'm playing it um, my alts this morning I had fun I woke up and uh, a whole lot of them had closed or open very attractive price points um, that I'd set as little lures 
and uh, yeah, just basically fantastic. Made a made a nice tidy profit of even thirty percent on some of my altcoins. So maybe what I will start doing just to add some more value to your life and save you some time is maybe I will chat about a, an altcoin um, in every podcast. But we won't jabber on because we you know we talk about a few things in this podcast you got to realize i i i wanted to create a, a talk talk radio podcast based on the fundamentals that we cover here i wanted to keep it informative um, aspirational and relaxed and human at the same time you know what i mean <laughs> so um yeah but Crypto is definitely in the spotlight today. That was an awesome podcast. Thanks for joining me. Have an awesome, awesome rest of your day. Stay safe out there. Stay happy out there. Just don't take risks you can't afford to lose and uh, I'll catch you on the flip side.